Fix for you, Villanova student-run radio. It's 11.50 a.m. Monday morning, October 24th, 2022. Yep, that's right. It's spooky season. So get ready for spooky season. But you're listening to Fun in the Locker Room right now. Uh, Truett Carstairs, Sean Rankle, Liam Holloway, as always, here to talk about everything in the world of sports, um, NFL, a lot to talk about the NFL. NBA has started, so we have a lot to get into, a lot of surprises so far this season, a lot of disappointments that I'll cry about when we get to that section. And then we have the MLB, and don't let my excitement and passion right now uh, confuse you. I am very sad about that. So uh, we will get into it. As always, go to the YouTube, uh, find the locker room to any any missed um, episodes or you want to go back and hear Liam rant about Lamar Jackson. Um Go, go to the YouTube, and uh, Fun in the Locker Room, same name. Same with the Twitter. Follow the Twitter. Uh, we do polls. We engage with fans, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Twitter. Go to Twitter. Um, and I think that's right about it. We have a lot to talk about, so let's let's not even uh, beat around the bush. Let's go straight with our the way we always start the show, takeaways over reactions from the weekend week. Somebody help me out here. What week was it in the NFL this week? Week seven. Week seven. Thank you, Sean. Let's start with you. Takeaway slash overreaction from the weekend. Let's hear it. All right. So my big takeaway from this week is after watching this week's game. So once again, the Packers have lost to another East Coast team to the Reds to the Commanders this week. Sorry. And Brady got absolutely destroyed by the Panthers. I'm surprised he did not throw another tablet. All the jokes about him. I think he did. He did throw another tablet. Okay, great. All the jokes about him going to the locker room screaming. I didn't leave my uh, wife and kids for this and all that fun stuff. It's a lot of fun watching these two demise. I think at least one of them will not make the playoffs. I think it's a possibility both don't, but I will just stick to at least one will not be in the playoffs. I'm leaning towards Brady getting in just because his division's terrible, but there's no chance Rodgers gets in. Packers not making the playoffs. We're going right now. Rank, I love this take. I've been, I've been, I've been ripping Brady the entire season, and unfortunately, I do agree with you. I think he's going to get in just because the division stinks. Um, but neither of them deserve it. No. They don't deserve to be 24 to 3 to the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey, without Robbie Anderson. You lost your head coach. <laughs> PJ Walker, the XFL guy, is being the quarterback in <laughs> this team, and you lose 24 to 3. Like, Pathetic. each week you watch Tom Brady, and it gets worse and worse. You lose to Kenny Pickett, and then you lose to this team. You think, when are they going to turn this around? And Tom Brady didn't even play that bad. Like, he had a good statistical numbers. They just can't get the <laughs> ball in the end zone. It's awesome. I, I love it a lot. And on the flip side with Aaron Rodgers, he. Just once again, he just can't take over games. He's no. not the dude that he used to be. And I know he doesn't have weapons around him. He doesn't have a good receiving core. Whatever. You're playing the commanders, man. They stink. They're terrible. And you, when you can't win these, these interdivision games, or excuse me, that wasn't interdivision, but when you can't win these winnable games against terrible teams, it just makes your season so much harder. Both of, both of them should have retired this season. Both of them. You know, usually when you guys team up to gang up on these uh, players or teams, I, I like to be the uh, devil's advocate and, and provide a little bit of uh, difference of opinions. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually not going to do that for this take. I 100% agree. Um, Sean, I think that's a great takeaway. I don't even think that's an overreaction by any means. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have much more to say other than I don't know if you guys saw the meme of uh, – Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but it's like it showed Wizards, Jordan, and Celtic Shaq and said this is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I think that's very fitting um, for what's going on with these guys. But 
Yeah, I mean, you you, you know, you lose to the Trubisky-led Steelers, and then you lose to the Panthers right after they trade away Christian McCaffrey. Um, pretty sure Baker wasn't playing, correct? P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know, what, they put up three points, right? I want to say it's 21-3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not winning football by any means. It's not sustainable. It's not playoff football. I I haven't watched enough of these games in, in depth to really understand why this drop-off is happening from last year. Um, I don't know, but I I think this is a very solid take. Yeah, it's. I was looking at this, the uh, drives for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the last couple of drives of the game. In the second in the second half, they had a punt, turn run downs, a touchdown, end of the game. They only had four possessions. That just speaks volumes to how the Commanders just kept hold of the ball and just drove it down the field, and the defense could do nothing. And Aaron Rodgers, when he had, did have the ball, could do nothing either. I'm. If you would have told me going into this year this was going to happen to these teams, I would have thought you were crazy considering how bad the NFC is, but I have no faith in any of these teams. If you had to choose, uh, you might have already said this, one of the two. Uh, you, you said Brady, yeah, right? just because of the, the division. division. Yeah, exactly. But nope. he, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, no one in that division is above 500. I don't think anybody... But I'm looking at, looking at it right now. No one in the division should finish above 500 the way they're playing. Oh. You know, the Panthers got a win this week, but beat the Bucks. They're just two terrible teams. The Falcons got smoked by the Bengals, and we'll talk about not a single Saints touchdown a that Tom Brady threw. I think Can you imagine a game the, that, that happened? The this happened a couple times this season now, right? It might have been because like, I know they got didn't they get shut out once? No, they haven't been shut out yet. Oh. They they put up 19, 20, 12, 31, 21, 18, and now three. I think I saw. Jeez. I might I might be fumbling this stat. I think I saw this morning. Like, <laughs> it was the sixth time ever a Tom Brady-led team I completely believe did it. not score a touchdown, which is... Completely believe it. They're falling off the cliff. And wild. And there was another stat, something about how they were favored by eight, and it's like, I don't know. The, you, you lose by, you know, 18 points, and you're favored oh by God. eight. That's ridiculous. The but, swing is ridiculous. Uh, Liam, let's go to your takeaway. You got? Uh, this isn't too hot of a take, but, um, you know, that NFC East looking like the Goliath of the NFL. I think the Cowboys right now, with that defense, it makes them a Super Bowl contender. They played the Lions this week, and, you know, the Lions, they they had a pretty high-powered, potent offense um, this, this beginning of the season, and the Cowboys' defense forced five turnovers, two picks of Jared Goff, forced four fumbles, and the Cowboys recovered three of them. Um, you know... At this point, I don't think it really matters who's at quarterback for no. the Cowboys. They're going to be able to win games, especially in that weak NFC. Um, and, and their defense looked unstoppable against the Lions this week. Yeah, their pass rush is absolutely ridiculous. They get after the quarterback nonstop. No quarterback has any time to do anything back there. And Dak back in that offense can do just enough, run the ball enough. Zeke's been looking well. Tony Pollard's looking really good. Run the ball, control the clock playing good defense. That's a recipe for success in the NFL these days, and the Cowboys are doing it better than anybody else. I think they're probably the best defense in the NFL, and yeah, they're, they're a legit dangerous team to compete against. Yeah, when you have Micah Parsons, you have to double-team him every single time, mm-hmm. or else you're going to get sacked. That just opens up everything. All that pressure, and they have a really good secondary as well. Um, I know we, as, as a whole, we do not like Diggs. He had a great game this week. A pick, two pass deflections. They just 
Cowboys have weapons on that defensive side, and, and you know that that division's looking really tight. It's going to be fun to see these interdivision games coming down when they play the Giants and the the Birds a little more. It's going to be a fun end of the season. Um, I'm excited because I think these those top three teams in in the NFC East are right now probably the best three teams in the NFC. Yeah, who'd have thought two years ago when we in the NFC East had their I think it was the Redskins sneaked in the football team was, sneaked in yeah. like six and ten like below five hundred absolutely terrible <coughs> and now we're talking about a amazing division where the Commanders are three and four just out of just below five hundred and the top three teams in the division are some of the top three teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. I think I mean it, it just blows my mind about the NFC East. It really just does. But it's uh, a fun t- fun division to watch now. It's so hard it's for me to admit you're right. Yeah, it's true, but it's, it's like a different way to. It's yeah. fun for the rest of the country, not yeah. just the <laughs> northeast. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, for my take, I'm gonna. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about Geno Smith, uh, make going to make the Pro Bowl, and then I'll you know you guys can touch on that, and then I want to hear your thoughts on the Chargers since that's who they played. Um, it, I might have pretty much just given it away by, you know, introducing him. As my takeaway, but who is leading the league in completion percentage? Got to be Gino. Gino. Gino Smith, seventy-three point five percent. Wow. Seventeen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, only three picks. Uh, very good QB rating, one hundred seven point seven. QBR sixty-six point eight. I mean, and and the stat that I would have never guessed going to this year: four and three, four and three beat the Chargers. Top of that division. Yes, atop of that division, bleeding the NFC West right now. Who would have guessed that? And, you know, let's give Gino credit for being efficient, you know, even though his pass yards might not be as high. Um, But also, Kenneth Walker, welcome to the NFL, brother. Um, I do, I remember draft, when we drafted him, and I'm like, oh my God, we, we, you know, we always seem to just take a running back. We, We have Chris Carson, we have Rashad Penny, what are we doing? Well, Chris Carson retired, Rashad Penny's out for the year. And uh, center stage, Kenneth Walker the third, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and the reason why I bring that up when I'm talking about Geno Smith is it's making Geno's life a lot easier. You know, the Seahawks, even when we had Russell Wilson, always Pete Carroll loves to establish the run. Um, you know, I think like last couple of years we've led the league in like running percentage of our offensive plays being running plays. That's just a Pete Carroll type thing. And I think you got to – I mean – you got to look at it like it, it, it's helping Gino, you know, give Gino all the credit in the world, but having the running game is opening a lot up for Gino. Um, Marquise Goodwin, two touchdowns and everything. He's got the weapons. DK, I know, left. Um, he was ruled out for the rest of the game with a knee injury. Hopefully he's okay. He's just got Tyler Lockett, uh, Will Disley. I mean, this the defense is really what's the issue here. But the offense is 37 points against the Chargers is incredible. That's um, – I mean that is just ridiculous if you, if if you think about it because this Chargers defense should be very good and it is good on on paper, um, but yeah that's I'm I'm starting it right now Geno Smith Pro Bowler. I I think that's a great take. I mean in the NFC there are some quarterbacks that that will obviously be in it. Jalen Hurts. Outside of that, I mean, Geno, he's been balling this year. His highlights too, unbelievable. He's been dotting up receivers. He has that chemistry with Tyler Lockett. I don't know if you guys saw this drive. It was just pass to pass to Tyler Lockett, and they they looked like they were in complete sync. 
Um, I think we should well, – how, how about we recap that game real quick? Let's get into it. Because um, <laughs> they absolutely blew the doors off the Chargers. Yeah. They did. They got Started up, up 17-0. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only only one by two touchdowns, but – I mean, they were up 37 to 16 at one yeah, point, yeah. which is ridiculous. On a Kenneth Walker one play in that drive, 74 yard run, crazy. This kid's ridiculous. So he's really good. Do do we think the Seahawks have a chance at making the playoffs this year? Absolutely. I think they're going to win their division. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. That's a take. That's a take. Sean, if you talk about the no, 49ers, we'll get into that later. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's really just the Rams. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fine, the 49ers. But and CMC is is really not good for 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 our chances. Um Cardinals, I'm not worried about yeah, them whatsoever. Don't worry about them. The Rams, I don't like I don't know when they're going to figure it out. So if they do. Um they have oh shoot, I had this pulled up just a minute ago. Um and I totally It was you know, you know the stats where they show offensive efficiency on one axis and defensive efficiency on the other. The Rams have the second worst offense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and then obviously a, a, an above average defense, but you know you need to be good in both categories to make the playoffs, win the division, um, unless you're in the NFC South. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they have a real chance to uh, to do this, man. I think you know. I think they have to win the. Div- mm, they don't have to win the division. I think I think two guys. I think looking at the NFC. Two teams from this NFC West will probably make the playoffs. I don't think the Packers are going. To. I think the Vikings will win that division. Get it. Whoever wins the NFC South can get it. Cowboys, Giants, get in. Cowboy, I think yeah, two of these teams. Birds. Yeah, the yeah. Birds win the division. Yeah. I think Birds win the division. So Birds get there. So you're saying the third wild card team comes from yes, NFC West. Yeah. So okay. I think then you have a chance. I, I think it's Niners, Rams, Seahawks, and I think any two of those three, I wouldn't be terribly surprised at this point. Get in there. I'd be kind of surprised if the Niners don't find a way to get in there. I mean, okay. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on the Seahawks. I wouldn't predict them to get there, but anything's possible, and they're playing really well right now. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, we will get into the Niners at one point. Let's flip the script and go Chargers. My God, I mean, how concerned are we? Bad. This, this is hitting Bad. the red panic button, or no? Absolutely. I, I just looked at their recent games. This entire season. They have an sh- extreme problem that Justin Herbert throws the ball way too much. I'm extremely concerned about him because in the games that they lose, they get down big early and they abandon they the running game. They and they just throw keep it. throwing with Herbert, and he just hasn't done it this year. When they've won, Eckler's gone off. But once again, Eckler had 39 rushing yards in another but loss. The thing is, with Eckler, it seems like he doesn't even rush. It's just check downs. Yeah. It's really weird. I, I don't know, but... The one game when they went off, when they beat the Browns, he had 179 rushing yards yeah. and two touchdowns, and they looked amazing. Like we yeah. came in here, and we're like, "Wow, the Chargers are good, like they're legit." But they just abandoned the running game too early. Like you look at other teams and they stick with the running game, and it just proves off later in the games. But Chargers don't do it, and they keep throwing the ball. Like another 51 passing attempts for Justin Herbert. I'm starting to concern that all the hype he gets, he's not really it. Like he's not a game-winning quarterback. <laughs> I think the Chargers are the definition of inconsistency. Yeah, some weeks they look. Amazing, like a Super Bowl contender. Exactly. Other weeks they look terrible. Yeah, you can't go down, and no offense to the Seahawks here, but you cannot be you cannot be down seventeen nothing to the Seahawks. No, that's that is terrible. H- how can you allow that to happen? You can't you can't score against that defense. You give up seventeen points. <sighs> the, their only saving grace right now for the Chargers is that 
besides the Chiefs, their division has drastically underperformed. Yeah. The AFC West, we, we came in week one. We were talking about how it's going to be the best division in football. We were excited to talk about it. The Raiders and the Broncos have been terrible this season. And that's kind of the only saving grace for the Chargers right now because they have been so inconsistent. It's terrible. The first three drives of the game for the Chargers is the Seahawks turn the ball over early in the first drive of the game. Chargers got the ball, turnover on downs. Second drive, interception. Third drive, fumble. Like, how can you expect to win games going in like that? You're just putting yourself behind the eight ball. You're forcing your quarterback to make these incredible throws that you just can't rely on it every week. Right away, three turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not going to win. No points, <laughs> no punting, no nothing. You've just – they literally had – like, the f- it was f- four-play turnover down, four-play interception, and five-plays fumble. So that's like 13 plays in the first quarter just on that. Like, that's ridiculous. And looking at the Chargers' schedule this season, they haven't had a convincing win. No. They beat the Raiders by five, the Texans by ten, the Browns by two, and the Broncos by three. We talked last week on Monday, <laughs> on last Monday, going into that Monday Night Football game, that you guys both thought the Chargers would go in there and blow the doors off them. And I kind of did too, even though I picked the Broncos. I thought the Chargers were going to get a right game, but they can't get right. They can't. This entire division is just, other than the Kansas City Chiefs, is just a can't-get-right <laughs> division. It I don't understand is. it. And, and now I'm seeing Mike Williams might be – hurt for a couple weeks he had an ankle injury it's not gonna get any easier for that jc jackson got hurt Oof. yeah so i mean the chargers gotta they gotta figure it out quick falcons niners chiefs next couple games and we've seen the falcons have falcons have done one against good teams they can play yeah they're in every game absolutely the niners are we'll discuss them later and the chiefs the great team yeah great what just wait just one more thing um I, I'm mad I didn't do this, but I didn't expect the Seahawks to be this good. You know what Vegas had as their win total projected? Four. Five. Ah. And they're four and three. What do you think the Giants predicted win total was? One. Or the Jets? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Sorry, Liam, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Um, no, I, I think we, we kind of just, you know. Yeah, I, I, we've been beating there. around the bush for a little bit right now. Let's talk we'll about jump the Niners. Some games. Let's jump yeah. into some Niners. Let's, okay. let's yeah. discuss Niners? the CMC trade yeah. and what they did against the Chiefs. Yeah, so, I'm going to let you guys start So the off. big news was this week that the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey um, to the 49ers in exchange for, I believe, four draft picks? Second, third, and fourth rounders in next year's draft, and a fifth in the, in the okay. one after so that. So four draft picks. Um, this was kind of the big blockbuster trade of the season so far. And <laughs> right away... It didn't really look like it was going to pan out. And Christian McCaffrey, he's been struggling with injuries these past couple seasons. He hasn't really been himself. Um, so this was kind of a big leap of faith for the Niners to take. But you think with that offense, with Debo, you know, rank your boy Jimmy G, Christian McCaffrey, and that defense, they'd be okay. But no, they played a good team. This was a good test for the Niners, and they got exposed. That offensive line... Got absolutely manhandled by the Chiefs. They got cooked in every facet of the game. And Rank, I know you love the Niners. I, I don't know why, but um, <laughs> they they got some issues. They got some issues right now. Jimmy G threw some of the worst passes I've <laughs> oh ever my seen. Gosh. I don't know if he realizes that the momentum of a wide receiver when they are running 
you have to th- because of the way time and physics works you have to throw the ball in front of where <laughs> they are you have to throw the ball to where they're going to be not where they are now because these guys are fast and I know you can throw the ball fast but you have to lead on your receiver I think there was like five times when I saw him just not do that and I'm t- <clears throat> I'm tired of seeing like good players like Debo Samuel and I think Ayuk's a good player they're just like they they don't they don't even get a ch- like I hope that's not being called as drops like in the stat sheet because like they're dropping them yes but they have to like contort their body like a like like they're doing gymnastics to try and catch this and it's just such a poorly thrown ball that they can't catch it. Truett and I were watching uh, one red zone drive which it did result in a George Kittle touchdown but Jimmy G threw four straight balls. None of them were close to a spiral. Every single one of them was a wounded duck. And it wasn't like they were they were hard throws either. He wasn't off balance. He wasn't on the run. It just, it wasn't. Man, I, I don't know, Rank. They got some problems in San Francisco right now. They do have problems. Um, this was not, this. you can call this Christian McCaffrey's first game of the team, but he had eight carries and two receptions. So he was not really into the offense yet. I think give him a week, give him play call, and give Kyle Shanahan, the genius Kyle Shanahan is, the ability to manipulate what he can do with Christian McCaffrey on the field is going to be so fun to watch. The Chiefs are a good team, and I would never say the Niners would beat the Chiefs. They're not on the same level as the Chiefs, but the Niners are a playoff team who can compete for the <coughs> who can compete for the division. And I have I don't have any problems with this. Well, uh, I was just gonna say. Um, I think if Christian McCaffrey wasn't so injury prone, and that's like the only knock on his game, or him as a player, I think it, you like, we probably would have seen like two firsts in this deal, yeah. not second, third. I mean, it's it, that's and that's literally yeah. the name of the game. Is Christian McCaffrey is incredibly injury prone, and you know, it, it, it's a win now move yep. that they they need to do this year or next year because you can't pay all these guys for that long. I think Jimmy Grapple still has the. They went down early, and these are on the games that Jimmy Garoppolo wins. So they just need to ground the rock, ground the ball earlier. I, I just, I, I can't judge the Christian McCaffrey trade off this one game because they're playing the Chiefs, and he had three days to learn the playbook, which is a very complicated playbook in Four Niners. I'm assuming. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see what they do next week against the against the Rams. That would be a big game, Niners Rams, big divisional game. Yep. Yep. We'll see what they do there. Other side of the ball. Um, you know, you that say was bad. that was bad. You, you say, bad. okay, yeah, it's the Chiefs' offense, but I mean, if you're gonna be a playoff team, and maybe not this year because the NFC's weak, but if you have aspirations to go to the Super Bowl, you know, because it wasn't so long ago when the Niners were there, you got to be able to contain. T- you know, maybe not 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 stop the Chiefs. You know, it's okay if you lose this game, but you got to contain them. Well, how many points did they let them? Like forty. Forty four. You got to be able to contain them. That, that that's just like your defense with oh, it's terrible with Bosa, Fred Warner, all those boys. It's built to contain teams like this. Yeah, and when you give up 423 passing yards to Patrick Mahomes, your defense did not do a good job. Um, <laughs> man, and Jimmy G didn't really make it any easier for them. No, he didn't. Um, yeah. I, I think the Niners have some issues going forward, and right now they're li- they're riding a two-game losing streak. Lost to the Falcons last week badly. A- another bad loss against the Chiefs. They got to right the ship against the Rams, or else 
they're going to fall behind in that division even more. They do. They, they have the Rams, Chargers, and the Cardinals, and those are all winnable, three big games. All winnable, all winnable games, games, but all losable games yes. as well. But I think they're going to go in there. I think they're going next week, and they're going to prove something. If they go in and lose that next week by a lot, I'll come in here with a different tune. I'd like to hear that. Ah, so I have to root for the Rams. But the problem week. is, the problem, oh. like, like, I just you just keep coming to the division, and I'm sorry, Troop, I don't have faith in the Seahawks yet. Like, that's fair. I mean, that's their, I still their think the defense is, is team, terrible. I think two of those teams are going to make the playoffs, and I think the Niners and the Rams are those teams after week after week. Because until like somebody really proves me otherwise, I don't know. I know we're not even halfway through the season, but I mean, who who's winning the division right now? I know. The Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Go Hawks. Uh, all right, next game. Although, uh, no, no, I was going to say, shout out Frank Clark. I really like Frank Clark. Uh, I was really sad when he left the Seahawks, and he's doing well in the Chiefs, and he, uh, Jimmy G's going to have some nightmares, or he had some nightmares last night, I'm assuming, after the game. Um, We want to go into Jets-Broncos? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> the Jets came in. And Brees Hall had that touchdown to start the game. Absolutely unbelievable. And then, of course, we Very all know sad. what happened with his injury there. Torrey's ACL out for so the year. He'll be out for the year. This is a huge blow for the Jets because Brees Hall, I think he was back-to-back um, running back of the week, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this is a huge injury for them and a huge blow to a team that has seemingly come out of nowhere. This hurts the Jets' chances a lot. Um, do you um, guys think they still have a chance to make the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, Michael Carr Jr. had a couple good runs. I He's not Brees Hall, obviously, but I think they can find a way to do it. They beat the Broncos team. They didn't, they, the problem was when they, when they lost Brees Hall, they lost a the little aspect to their team. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson needs to step up and play better. 121 yards passing is not going to get it done. I, I, mm. They play the Patriots next week. That's going to be a big rivalry game, which mm-hmm. hasn't really had much meaning to it in a while, which it should be next week. I think they could find a way to make the playoffs. They play the Patriots twice. They play the Bears. They play the Lions, Jaguars. They, I, I think they could find a way to get in. A very easy end of their schedule in the Lions, Jags. We'll see about the Seahawks and the Finns. But right now, they're riding a four-game win streak. They've only given up more than 20 points once this entire season. Yeah, their defense is really good. Incredible. And, you know, obviously it's Steelers, Tuilis Dolphins, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Broncos. So it's it's not high-powered offenses, but still, holding teams below 20 points, it it, it really is encouraging. And we got to give a shout-out to Sauce, Sauce Gardner. He's been balling. Everyone on that defense has been balling. The Jets have life. Jets defense is playing really well this year. It's an exciting time for New York, man. On the flip side of the ball, uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Once again. Let's die. <laughs> another another bad game. Um, you know, Russ, Russ didn't play this game because he was – had a hamstring injury. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was talking about how he had like Wolverine blood, how he can heal quick. Well, he didn't heal what? quick. He didn't play. He's, I have dropped cor- him in every single fantasy league. Yeah. He was Good. a mistake. Corny. He's terrible. So corny. My God. The Broncos, um, right now their season high in points is 23, and that was a loss against the Raiders. They've only scored above 16 points 
once this entire season. With all those weapons on offense, you think they'd be doing a little better. Riding a four-game losing streak right now. Is this the death? Can we can we cement in that the Broncos are dead this season? Absolutely. Uh, they're 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 gonna yeah. finish four and some five or something. They're gonna be a top ten lot of, <laughs> top ten draft pick next year. Oh, but who do they give those draft picks to? Yeah, exactly. The so Seahawks. Uh, this is a good feeling. It's a great feeling. Um, two and five, man. <laughs> two and five for the, your Denver Broncos. Would any oh. predicted this at the beginning of the year that this division would be like this? I don't it, think so. I think we. Two of us. We predicted did, the order. We did, but we didn't predict they'd be this bad. We yeah, we did pick that the Broncos would be in last. I think. But did anybody pick them to be two and five and score more than sixteen points once? No. Did you expect the Seahawks to have two more wins than the Broncos at any at this point. point in the season? At any point. At any, any point. point in the season? No. Did not. We won that trade definitively. Yeah. And we, you know, not only, not even with just like the team success. The compensation we got back, Geno Smith, who wasn't even involved in that trade, but also we avoided paying a bag. He got paid a bag. That's all I can say, man. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to uh, Pat Costello for all the years he was ahead of the Geno hype last year. Had Geno is better than Russ, and it's finally being proven this year. It's weird. It's really weird. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Makes I, me happy. I... Don't see how they turn this round. Um, Russ has just fallen off a cliff. Um, I want to talk about uh, the Bengals-Falcons. I know at the beginning of this, this season, the Bengals did not look like they were they had it together, but I think after these past two weeks, we can definitively say they have their juice back. They have their mojo back. Joe Burrow unbelievable game Jamar Chase unbelievable game Tyler Boyd unbelievable Joe Mixon this offense is back uh in a somewhat weak division right now it's them and the Ravens I think the Bengals gotta be the favorite uh they just looked unstoppable against the Falcons this week their offense is rolling they've just been destroying teams they put up 28 in the first half up 28-17 and then they held the Falcons to zero points in the second half. Falcons only score points in the second quarter. Like great job defensively, great job offensively. Running the ball well. Wish Mixon get a little more, t- little more carries, a little more, more effective with his carries. Probably a more reasoning way to say it. But Tyler Boyd do well. Jamar Chase, Tegans. I think we said last year how this is one of the best young wide receiving courts in the entire league. They have three guys that can hurt you every day. Like preach. Tyler Boyd, I don't think we would have thought it would be the leading wide receiver coming this week, but 155 yards, a touchdown. Jamar Chase, 130 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, 93 yards. Incredible. Joe Burrow, 481 passing yards. Yeah, and three touchdowns. Jeez. No picks. 20 yards wow. rushing and a, and a rushing touchdown. So four wow. total touchdowns and close to and 500 total yards. Incredible. They just they made the Falcons look silly this week. Um, I guess, I don't know, there's not really much more to say other than the, the Bengals are back. They're out of their Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're going to be dangerous, dangerous playoff team again. they got the experience, got the guys who know how to do it there. Um, they seem to be protecting, I think, the problems we saw earlier in the year of Joe Burr not getting the ball out fast enough and the protection problems have seemed to uh, 
have subsided a little bit. Not that they've played the two best defense in the world these past two weeks because the Saints were missing some guys and the Falcons are the Falcons. But they've got a nice, easy schedule coming up. Browns, Panthers, Steelers. Those are three easily winnable games. We could be looking at that 7-3 and three going into a little – or 7-3 and three after their bye week. It's gorgeous, man. It's gorgeous. I hate to see uh, this year has just been teams underperforming, and I'm, I'm glad that one of them got out of their slump. Um, inside that division, um, there was another interdivisional game in that AFC North. Ravens, Browns. Ravens came away with the W, and you know I I I like Lamar Jackson. I think that's pretty it's pretty evident. He did not look good this week. Only threw the ball sixteen times. Is that it, your MVP, Liam? Um, right now, no. Right now, no. But they did win. They did beat the Browns. They're tied with the Bengals right now. Actually, ahead because they beat them head to head. Um, but. The Ravens, kind of this week, it was more of a run run game for them. Gus Edwards went off, two touchdowns for him. And, you know, the Browns really couldn't get anything going. Jacoby Brissett threw for 258 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, but he got sacked five times. This division, it's weird because the Bengals, I feel like, should be better than 4-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And they, they've, proved, they've turned it around this corner now. I would think they are. The Ravens... I don't know what they're going to finish. I think they're going to get a playoff spot. Mm. But the other two teams in this division stink. The Steelers and the Browns are just they're not good teams. And Mark Andrews yesterday didn't record a a catch on National Tight End Day. Really strange game plan from Harbaugh there. Um but I mean a win's a win. <sighs> this was not an encouraging win though for the Ravens. And you know, they play the Bucks next week who have struggled a lot the Saints after that and then the Panthers so they don't play you know it's it's not like they have a hard three games coming up I think they need to prove themselves these next three weeks yeah they need to get right Lamar Jackson needs to look like the quarterback he was to start the year when we were all or Liam was raving about him and how good he was I yeah I don't have much more to say about that um I guess I guess I guess talk about him a little bit. The Giants, once again, got another big win, six and one on the year. Daniel <coughs> Jones, fourth game-winning drive so far this year. Put the ball in the end zone. Put him on his back. The hus- the heart he shows is ridiculous. True, shake his head over there. What What's wrong? This world we're living in. Exactly, it's insane. But and the biggest thing in my mind that I love Dable for is we talked about the Chargers and how they don't give Ekro the ball enough and they don't keep going it. Saquon only had 30 rushing yards at halftime. He was not looking good. He didn't have a lot of space, not going to open enough. But in the second half, they kept feeding him the rock, and he had over 100 yards rushing in total. That just shows what a running game can do to a team, how you can wear down the other team, how you can keep fighting for it. Daniel Jones, amazing game. He had, 100, he had 107 rushing yards. 107 rushing yards and a touchdown. Ridiculous. The defense at the end looked like the old Giants defense, unfortunately bunch of penalties we had two takeaways we had a sack and a <coughs> interception both called back from penalties and the jaguars got literally within one yard mm-hmm. of winning that game but they didn't they did not break but they didn't ben don't break we found a way to win the game i've been preaching it for years you've all heard the mantra um next week huge game seahawks giants wow that should be a good one 425 
Who's home? In Seattle. In Seattle. Ooh. The Giants have not lost on the road yet this year. Well, the, the Giants, Giants the Jets, and Bills are only three teams who have not lost well, on the road this year. The Giants have barely lost, though. And the Eagles, I guess. Yeah. Giants just Eagles. The Giants have only played two road games. No, they played in London. Oh. Well, I mean, they, they played were, they in were London. They were home in London. They were the home team. No, no, you're right. You're right. I guess they were technically. <laughs> um, but, Whatever. I mean, looking at the Giants, every single game has been decided by one possession. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And they come away with all these wins. But the Ravens game should have been decided by more, and so would the Jaguars been, because we were just in the red zone, just kneeling the ball out, trying to get the game to run out. So, like, it could have been way more. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This is a playoff team. This is this is a playoff team right now. Oh, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think anybody's oh, yeah. any doubting that. Absolutely. With at six weak. and one, you need four more wins to get to ten and seven. That's always a playoff team. They're six and one with a plus twenty point differential. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, Gosh, Texans, Lions. It's grit. That's that's, that's grit. gonna be three more wins. And then Cowboys on Thursday whoa, whoa, on whoa, whoa, Thanksgiving. Whoa. That's gonna be a great game. Just so excited for the Giants Eagles game after break. Oh god, yeah, that'll be a great game. That'll be a phenomenal game, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. But I was Giants Seahawks next week, true. <sighs> you know what? I th- I like our chances. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a Geno like Smith it. revenge game. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I never even thought of it that way. <laughs> he was the guy who uh, broke Eli Manning's start streak. Yeah, well, it wasn't really his fault. But, um, that was kind of your coach just being a not yeah, very I'm nice guy. Glad we have a nice guy now. Um, all right, we're going to do a quick advertisement, and then we're going to wrap up the rest of these games, get into our trivia, Monday Night Football, and then get on to the rest of the sports going on because there's a lot of sports going on. I don't know if you guys saw – it's the 26th time ever this Thursday. This coming Thursday, there's going to be NBA Thursday Night Football, ALCS. <laughs> no, I guess it's going to be a World Series game, um, and hockey all on the same day, Thursday. 26th time ever it's happened. Didn't it happen once already. It might have. I think it happened like last week or something. It and there were MLS games. There you go. All right, quick advertisement. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. for Radio Survivor. Radio Survivor has been covering and supporting great radio from college and community broadcasters to internet radio and podcasts since 2009. Hosted by Matthew Lazar, Paul Reesmandel, and Jennifer Waits. Radio Survivor every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. All right, gentlemen, what are the games we want to talk about? Uh, I think briefly, let's give a quick shout-out to DeAndre Hopkins. He's back thing great game from him turn that Cardinals game around Cardinals I guess are still a legitimate contender of that division Kyler whoa, didn't whoa, look great whoa, whoa you just said like 10 minutes yeah. ago I guess I don't know they have weapons they could do something Kyler yelling at Cliff though yeah on a good look I think you have to take this game with a grain of salt that's definitely I true. think the Saints just they lost this game it was more of them losing it than the Cardinals winning the Red Rocket with back-to-back pick sixes <laughs> it was I, – I couldn't even watch it. That's almost impressive, man. I, I, I wouldn't call it impressive, but, you know. Is Jameis Winston healthy? Like, is Jameis Winston going to come back and be the starter? Um, We'll see. Is Taysom Hill going to be the starting quarterback? I'm kind of just like – I want to. I want them to tank, but they don't have a pick. So Who's your pick? The, 
Oh, the right. Eagles. The Eagles have our pick. It's ridiculous. It's going to be on the Celtics situation. So let's go. Yeah, but right now the Saints are stuck in below average purgatory. They need to do something. Um, I, you see the stat that Michael Thomas has yeah. missed more games than Brian Robinson, who got shot got in the shot. foot? Yeah, Michael Thomas, he needs to play or be moved. It's um, I don't know why he's not on the field anymore. And they're so much better when he plays. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They did not look good against the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know. The defense, everybody's injured. They, they just don't have chemistry. Tyron Matthew is not the player he used to be. And they got torched. DeAndre Hopkins torched them. Uh, it was just a bad game. It was it was bad game. It was one of the better Thursday night football games in general from a neutrals point of view. Yeah, we was, that's they true. scored. Finally got some scoring going. Next week is Ravens Buccaneers. That should be a good one. Which should be good. Sunday night football is Packers Bills, which could be good. And Monday night football is Bengals <coughs> Browns. Hopefully we get a little more good primetime games going on. But yeah, I don't have anything else about the Thursday night football game. Um I guess Sunday night football last night, Steelers Dolphins. What's our so the Dolphins started off 3-0, looking really well. We all thought they were a playoff team, thought they were Super Bowl contenders. Unfortunately, Tua. Unfortunately, Tua got injured his first game back this week, and they were missing a step. They weren't the same Dolphins that we saw the first three weeks. Are they a playoff team? Are we concerned about them? Where's our level compared to where we were to start the season? I think they're a playoff team because, you know, the Jets have a lot of uncertainty right now. Mm-hmm. So I could see the Dolphins, you know, jumping them a little bit the only problem is Tua I just don't want him to get injured and right now he said he's going to take it somewhat easy oh, before the game and then <laughs> the second half he's trying to run over linebackers yeah ah uh, that's not sustainable right now and I mean they they have the weapons to do it Tyreek Waddle good run game Mostert yeah. yeah they just I just don't know if they can put it together again yeah I'm, I'm worried about Tua they're playing the Lions next week. That should be hopefully. But we love this. They should destroy the Steelers by more than sixteen. Only putting up sixteen against the Steelers yeah. in this offense. Yeah, it's a bad defense, and Kenny Pickett looked terrible. I mean, at least Mike Gesicki stopped doing the gritty. That's, That's always positive. I, I actually go back to Kenny Pickett real quick. He he has not played extremely well, but if you watch his games, he's very <coughs> poised in the pocket. He's scrambling out. That pick he had at the end of the game, like. If he just thought better and ran it in instead of actually just throwing it, it would have been better. I think he's just a couple of decision-making is his problem right now, but he he's looking competent overall. Yeah, he just – bad mistakes. Yeah, it's bad mistakes. Bad right mistakes. That, that pick to seal the game. Absolutely. And the, the pick before that was terrible. He just – I don't know how he didn't see the, the yeah. safety there. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't looked good this season, and in his defense, there's no offensive line. He's under pressure every single time he, get, he gets snapped the ball. Mm-hmm. But they have Najee, they have Deontay Johnson, they have Claypool. The Steelers just, they have to be better. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they can. It, it's sad. I, I don't know why you're saying they have to be better. Because they just have too many weapons to be putting up what are the weapons? Three point. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris. Yeah, but they don't have a quarterback and get the ball to them. Yeah. George Pickens had a touchdown yesterday. Just, this team hasn't scored above 21 points this season. And 
it doesn't get any easier for them. They play the Birds next week. Oh, Lord. You think the Birds could win by four touchdowns next week against the Steelers? Easily. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see what the line is for that, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I think we've gotten through all the games. Anything else you want to hit before we go to trivia and Monday Night Football? Um, trivia time. Trivia, trivia time, time, baby. All right. We've been talking about, a lot about quarterbacks in the show today. Um, who is the top six in the NFL in QBR this season? Geno Smith. Geno. Geno is one of them. Top six in QBR. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of them. Joshua Allen. Yes, he is. Joseph Burrow? Nope. No. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Of course. There's two left. Andy Dalton. Nope. Oh, come on. He threw three. Just a little jab. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Um, is, is Danny Dimes on yeah, there? Yeah, he oh, is. Lord have Come mercy. Do you think Sean would have brought up this <laughs> yeah, question if, if Danny Dimes wasn't on there? One more. It's not Brady. Jalen nope. Hurts. Nope. Hurts really? isn't on there? Nope. Wow. Wow, that's Overrated. really surprising. Oh, my God. Zach Wilson. Nope. Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Nope. Big Ben. Nope. Big <laughs> Ben. Um, he missed some time this year. He missed some time. James Winston. Nope. Stop. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stafford. Nope. Matt Ryan. Nope. Ah. Uh, missed some time this year. He's back playing, but he didn't miss some time. Tua. Yep. Oh, good for him. Good for him. That shouldn't count though. He's only played like four games. I'm just telling you the top six. Okay. Who is seven? Three now. I bet it was Hurts. Gotta be Hurts, right? It has to be. Um. Oh, Bears at Patriots. Okay, QBR. <sighs> number seven is Derek Carr. I, I wouldn't. No. Number, number eight is Cooper Rush. Number <laughs> nine is Jalen Hurts. There you go. We didn't even talk about the uh, Raiders won a game, right? Oh, no, we did. No. Did we? No. I mean. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Bears. Wilson is 28 in QPR. Let's go. I love that. Bears at Patriots. Patriots home. Yep. Yeah. Eight and a half. Mac Jones is back. Oh. Sean, let's start with you since you don't have one written down yet. I might. Whoo. Okay. Um. We, we got to preface this. I, I, I do have to say I was I started the season three and now. I'm now three and three. Yeah, I've caught up. I am now three and three. Me and Liam are tied. Truett once again is in last place to two and four. Not surprising there. Not surprising at all. Wah, wah, wah. Um, Bears at Patriots minus eight and a half. <sighs> Patriots cover eight and a half. Wow. It's a huge line. They're daring you to take the Bears. When Vegas dares you to do something, unless it's the New York Giants. You don't do it. I don't know if they're daring you to take I, the Bears. I don't think they are either. Because the Patriots have a they've had a top five defense this year. Mac Jones is back. And the Bears the Bears shouldn't be playing in the NFL. They should be in the XFL. I could see some college teams beating them. I I eight and a half seems a little low. I could see the Patriots, they're playing at home. I could see the Patriots winning by two touchdowns, maybe three. But I'm going to take the Bears fading rank. 
Ramondre Stevens is going to go off. Jacoby Myers is going to go off. Mac Jones is going to get annoyed that all Bailey Zappi has been getting all this hype, and he's going to put Bailey Zappi in his place tonight. Yeah, oh, Mac Jones is going to do that? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Liam on this. I don't think they're daring you to take the uh, Patriots. I mean, the Bears. Um, the Bears, just to echo what Liam said, have looked like one of the worst teams in football. I, th- I, <laughs> I think they're very much daring the Patriots, uh, daring you to take the Patriots. Um, eight and a half, just... I'm going to go with the Bears because um, I, I never felt comfortable taking an eight and a half line in football. Um, prime time, anything can happen. I would not be surprised if the Patriots won by 15. Um, but I'm going to go Bears. Justin Fields, hype train. Let's get it. He's going to have 16 passing attempts for eight completions and a nice pick. And you guys can enjoy two, watching two picks. Lose. Two picks. Probably. <laughs> Definitely Probably. Two picks. Oh, God. Alrighty. You guys are rooting for the Bears tonight, just so you both know. I I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I will never, ever root for the Patriots. And I just want to throw this out there. Mac Jones this season, two touchdowns, five picks. Justin Fields this season, four touchdowns, five picks. So we're going to have a QB battle tonight. I'm excited. Jesus Christ. These primetime games this week. Have not been good. They, they we had a decent Thursday night football, we so we did. have to suffer with Monday night football. It's, That's how it's it just goes. And a bad Sunday night. It's just the way yeah. the football gods work. Um, we're going to cut to some commercials real quick. That wraps up our NFL segment. We'll get into some MLB, NBA with the time we have remaining. Stick around. You don't want to miss that. E9.1 FM, WXVU. Villanova Student Run Radio, Final Locker Room. Stick around. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Cloudy with occasional showers today, a high of 62. Remaining cloudy with a chance of showers overnight, a low of 58. We'll see the threat of showers to begin your Tuesday, with clouds the remainder of the day, a high of 69 degrees. And once again, the threat of morning showers Wednesday, with some clearing in the afternoon, a high of 70. Hi, I'm Nick Langan. Join me each and every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lancaster Avenue Oasis, the very best in smooth jazz. We'll feature new tracks and some classics from the past. You can listen on demand at our website, wxvuoasis.com, or tune in every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lancaster Avenue Oasis, right here on V891, The Roar. Here's some Nova knowledge from V891, The Roar. 
The Student Health Center offers students 24-7 access to counseling services, doctors and physicians assistance, and even an ambulance service. All right, everybody, welcome back to Fun in the Locker Room. You just heard our NFL segment. We're going to quickly touch on Major League Baseball. I don't think any of us are too thrilled with the outcomes from uh, these uh, past series. Um, I'll I'll, t- I'll quickly touch on the Padres and then let you guys uh, take a little bit of time to take a dump on the Phillies. Um, definitely very disappointing, for sure, uh, losing in five games to the Phillies. Uh unbiasedly was a very entertaining series to say that it it was you know finished in five is kind of understating how competitive each game was um and uh, i mean for some reason their pitching just was absurd which i i was under the impression that their pitching was not good going into the series and um, you know, you, when you ha- when you hold uh, Juan Soto and Manny Machado in check, and the six, seven, eight, nine in our lineup was really what was going off uh, versus the Mets and versus the Dodgers, and they were very quiet this series. I mean, I don't really think anyone had a good offensive series. Um, you know, losing game one uh, was tough, two zero. Um, you know, you can't really blame Darvish for that. Um, you know, Wheeler, Wheeler, I mean, he just went out there and did, and did his job and it was, you know, it was tough to watch, but it wasn't discouraging. Um, game two going down 4-0, nightmare inning from Blake Snell, but not even for Blake Snell. I want to talk about Juan Soto for a little bit. I I don't, I don't know how, you know, he got nominated for a golden glove. My God. Um, (laughs) Terrible. Ridiculous. He just couldn't see in the sun. Um, just all around, whenever anything Terrible. went into right field, he just looked slow. Terrible. Um, diving catch, just a complete whiff at one point. I, I I don't know. But going out 4-0 in the second inning, I was like, okay, you know what? This is a... Uh, this is not going not gonna to be a good look. Um, we're going to lose the series. And then, you know what? Somehow, what we've done all... All postseason, we came back eight straight runs, um, kicked off by Austin Nola getting a hit on his from his on, on his brother Aaron Nola, um, just kept going. You know the bats were alive. Um, this guy hand <coughs> for the uh, Phillies bullpen just absolutely blew the game, and then a Manny uh, home run, one um, one. You know, Phillies go up 2-1, and then I'm like, okay, you know what? This is our chance. And then for anyone that watched game four, uh, four pitchers used in one inning for combined. Um, Clevenger had a ERA of infinite. I didn't know that was possible. Um, Bad game. And then, obviously, the game everyone's talking about last night. Padres got off to another slow start, ended up turning it around, <clears throat> which I don't know. I, I don't know how frequent this is in baseball, but um, Azokar was on second. A lot of rain in this game. Wild pitch gets to third. Wild pitch, Wild pitch again gets home. Um, 
which was crazy. And I'm pretty sure that was to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Suarez is in. Whoever was before Harper in the lineup got walked. The announcers say, hey, should you bring in Josh Hader to, to face Bryce Harper? The other announcer's like, no. I mean, you know, it's a lot to ask for Josh Hader to get six straight outs. So I guess this must have been the eighth inning. And literally like a jinx from God, Bryce Harper hits a digger, two-run home run. Hader never even got a chance to pitch. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to touch on it at Baseball all. Baseball sucks. Yeah, and that was just – that's bad managing by Bob Melvin. But the the Phillies in the regular season against teams not named the Nationals went 71-72. and 72. They weren't even deserving of a playoff spot, and now they're in the World Series. It really shows in baseball that there's – all that matters – Is getting to the playoffs. Is getting hot at the right time. Yep. You just got to get there. You get there and get hot. That's all that matters. You just, your records don't matter. Doesn't, nothing matters. The the Phillies, absolutely destroyed by the Braves and the Mets in the regular season. They go into Atlanta in the playoffs. Destroy the Braves. Where was this all year? Couldn't have helped us out once when no. we got smoked by no. the Braves. That, that's, that's my, it's, it's my problem with baseball in an aspect, and it's also what makes baseball amazing, is the fact that the regular season means almost nothing. Well, and that's what it, that's one of the things that annoy me the most. But the fact that they expand the playoffs even more is you're allowing you're even devaluing the regular season even more because it, it used to be like you have to have a good regular season to get into the playoffs, and if you're hot, you can get to the World Series. Now you can have a decent regular season and get into the playoffs, and then you just get a hot to the World Series. It, it like I mean, lowers the bar. Literally, for the, the Padres and the Phillies are two examples. Yeah, like they, exactly. They wouldn't even be in the postseason if it wasn't for this expansion. Mm-hmm. Now you know they were fighting for its spot in the World Series. It. Uh, I don't even know what to say. The Phillies pitching has been below average all season, and this playoff run they've looked unbelievable. Their bats are – everybody is just deciding to hit the ball. Reese Hoskins, Castellanos, Bryson Stott, Harper. I am never going to Wawa again because I'm convinced Schwarberfest was what was the death of us. I don't know how – Schwarber, like – that home run that would have left Yankee Stadium twice after a pretty, would you agree, mediocre season from him? Yeah. I mean, he hit a lot of home runs, but he Got didn't, a lot of outs. didn't hit the ball a lot. <sighs> okay. Enough about the Phillies. Yankees lost. Yankees, not only did they lose, they got swept. Swept ticket rooms out. You guys want to hear a fun fact? I love it. So the Astros played the Mariners this the series before they played the Yankees. The Mariners played more innings against the Astros <laughs> than the Yankees did. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Crazy. The Yankees, the Astros have proved once together they're the cream of the crop when it comes to the AFC, it comes to the AL, mm-hmm. and that everybody else is playing for second. And I truthfully believe that they're going to go and they're going to they're going to sweep the Phillies or in five games. They're going like, to be the I love that. first team ever right now not to lose to not lose in a playoff yeah. run. The Strohs are that good, and they're just clicking on all yeah. cylinders. Their pitching has been unbelievable. Everybody steps up for them, even when they find ways to win games. Even when Verlander had that bad start, mm-hmm. um, in in that first series against the Mariners, their their offense came to life. Oh yeah, Jordan, Jeremy Pena, rookie, looked like looked like a 
10-year veteran in his prime. They just have weapons on weapons. Bregman, Altuve, Jordan, McCormick, Guriel. Phillies fans enjoy it now until you yeah. play the first game next Friday and get run out of that ball. I never thought I'd be saying this, but I want the Astros to sweep. Same. I'll echo that. I'm like, you know, I, I had Jordan and Altuve on my fantasy team, so I'm pretty, you know, I don't feel too bad rooting for them. Um, I think I'm allowed to say this on the radio. I I don't know, but Jordan has some big balls on him. He has a oh, big yeah. pair of balls on him. He is that guy. Um, I think he's going to – I don't know. I'm rooting for the Astros pretty heavy. Um, um, the Yankees, once again, though. Disappointing. Disappointing. This Started is- off this year – and everybody was like, they're going to break oh, their win record. They're going to win 120 games. Oh. Like, crazy. And once again, they fell apart. The team wasn't good. Judge played terrible in the postseason. He did. Um, Harrison Bader was their best player. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah. They had injuries, but they just can't find a way to win it every year. Um, I'm intrigued to see what they do in the offseason. Does Cashman get fired? Does Boone get fired? Does somebody not come back? But it's I, Yankees way. Cashman's in there forever. I think Boone's got to go. They tried every different lineup combination possible this series nothing mm-hmm. worked and they just looked terrible terrible at the plate <laughs> they couldn't score at all against the Astros and it's really looking at their roster it's really not surprising they have judge okay judge didn't step up this playoff run they didn't have they don't have anybody else that that's good Donaldson's washed Stanton you know he's okay but besides that the Yankees really don't have a a lot of a lot of talent. They don't. Let's 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 play a little Yankees offseason. Little Judge free. Where will Judge be playing opening day next year? You know, Judge he can take an Uber across town. Don't say it. I don't, think he's coming to Queens, don't baby. It. Don't say it. I'd love to see him playing. Uh, It'd be nice, but where, where do you think he ends up? Do you think he ends up in New York? you think he ends up um, in the Mets? Does he end up in San I know Francisco? He said he wanted to stay in New York. I just, I'm hoping and praying by the gods that he doesn't end up in the Mets division somehow. Like if the Braves sign him to a 10-year, $100 million deal like they've been doing with everyone else, I'm going to From what I've mind, heard, it's three teams. It's the Mets, Yankees, or Giants. I wouldn't mind any team. Ten- I, I would... I hate the Yankees, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Yankee uniform. I think he's the face of that team. He's the captain. It, it truly depends on how much money he gets given. Because I don't want to. You can't give a ten-year contract to no. a thirty-year-old guy. No. Maybe eight-year contract. He's 30. Yeah. yeah he's Thirty. Oh wow. But I mean, he's coming off that. That hey, that's what they said at the beginning of the season. The Yankees didn't mm-hmm. want to pay him. And what does he do? He hits sixty-two bombs. Didn't do that in the postseason. The one season was, mo- was a little concerning, but I mean, as we've shown, it's been getting hot in postseason when you get hot. Not a lot. And he of, cooled off down the stretch. Not a lot of protection. This lineup you got. No, Isaiah Kiner, Falefa. The Mets. We have Pete Alonso. We have. We do. Lindor, we have Jeff McNeil. We have Sterling Marte. A lot of protection. We have a lot lineup. of guys that can hit in that yeah. lineup. Shohei's going to come next year. We're just missing <laughs> a, a power bat like Judge. Shohei Otani is going to be on the lineup next year, right, Truett? Yeah, but when when Harrison Bader is. Your main guy, you're not going to win any games in the playoffs. And the Yankees, they just look terrible. Yep. So, right, next time we'll be on the show, I think it'll be two or three games into the uh, series. So, hopefully, we'll, yeah. three nothing Astros. Yeah, we'll be celebrating an Astros victory, hopefully. Hopefully. I think I, I hit a last thing about baseball. Um, I hit an important milestone um, as a new baseball <laughs> fan, and now I, I, I really hate a team. 
um, and that's the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't know how you guys feel because you guys have been baseball fans for a while. I, I, this, this has to be some sort of lack of creativity that your team name is just the city shortened. <clears throat> like, is that not dumb? Do people not think that's dumb? The Philadelphia Phillies? That sounds so dumb. It does. They've been around for 150 years and have only been to the playoffs nine times. <laughs> Garbage organization. Poverty. I hope Poverty. they get smoked. God. Poverty. All right, the moment we have all been waiting for. The National Basketball Association is back. NBA tipped off uh, <coughs> last Wednesday. Sounds right. Last week. Um, and, geez, is there a lot going on? <laughs> I. You want to get us started through it? I, <laughs> no, I don't. You got it. Okay, so there have been some surprising teams, to say the least, this season. We'll give a shout-out to the winners. The Jazz, the Utah Jazz, who completely blew it up this offseason, are 3-0 and right now. Haven't lost the game, and they've, they've looked pretty good. The Blazers, who've had a lot of question marks this season, 3-0. and Looked really, really good. On the flip side of that, you have two teams who have always had expectations. The Philadelphia 76ers, you know, Joel Embiid, James Harden. 0-3 to start the season, and Embiid has not looked like himself. Has not looked like an MVP candidate. Harden has, but Embiid Harden has, has played well. And the other 0-3 team that we must talk about, the Los Angeles Lakers. They have the best defensive rating in the league, but quite possibly one of the worst, one of the worst group of shooters I think anyone could assemble. AD hit the side of the backboard from the corner last night. Yeah, that's also not good. One, one of the worst assemblies of supporting casts yeah. ever around LeBron. And LeBron played in Cleveland. Yeah. They have – that roster stinks. Um, I'm going to open the floor up to Truett, our resident Laker fan, dumb pl- of players on the team. Um <laughs> What is going wrong with the Lakers so far? I mean, can they turn this around? <laughs> they can't shoot. They can't shoot. Um, I think LeBron said it perfectly. We they couldn't they couldn't throw a penny in the ocean. Um. Yeah, I mean they got to figure this out. <coughs> they need to um, acquire shooting, and they need to do it badly. Um. I f- just feel terrible for LeBron. I do respect that he w- refused to throw Russ under the bus when the when the reporter the reporters they just that's yeah, all they want they they're terrible. just baiting quotes at this point and like it's I'm not even gonna get into it about how fucking depressed excuse me of how f- freaking depressing it's been, um, you know being a Russ fan and being a, a resident SoCal and uh, just you know seeing this happen. <coughs> Especially when the Clippers are doing well. Um, Paul George just had like 40 the other day. And, uh, yeah, they're just baiting for quotes at this point. And, and, you know, Russ is, I mean, excuse me, LeBron has always been a very, uh, um, you know, bigger person, doesn't buy into that, you know, knows how to manage his emotions. Um, and, you know, sure, maybe he thinks that Russ is the problem. He probably does. Um, but I respect that he kept it professional. That's that's really all I have to say. My expectations are completely uh, 
different from what they were at the beginning of last year. I'm keeping them low. Hopefully they can surpass them. We'll see. It's only three games, but God, it looks bad. If you're LeBron, like I understand he wants to wait till Bronny. That's two years away, right? Mm-hmm. Can you stomach two more years of just this god awful basketball? And under constant scrutiny, under constant attention, of just. I would say missing well, the playoffs right now again. Yeah, but the the thing is with LeBron, it's just so obviously it's not his fault. He's doing. He's oh, the exactly. Only, he's the only reason they're in exactly. These games. That's why. Why are you doing this to yourself? And AD, why yeah. is AD? Why, well, if I was AD, you got to manage trade, get out of there. Like, he's got a future ahead of him. LeBron's on hey, the last day of his career, but hey, I think there's no defending AD. This is his team. It should be his team. AD should... But they have nobody a, around AD, him. He should be an MVP candidate. There's nobody I know around, there's no around him. There's no one around him. You Still, can't have two guys carry a no bunch of nobodies. There's no one around the Pelicans either. Yeah. Two guys carry a bunch of nobodies. I guess the one redeeming thing for the Lakers is that their defense has looked really good. Which is crazy. Yeah, Dwight I mean, Howard's yeah. not there anymore. Give credit well, to Darvin they, Ham because that's what he set out they to have do. Some, they have some dogs on that team, you know? Bev <laughs> plays hard. Reeves plays extremely hard. But they just can't shoot. They can't shoot. And that's you need to be able to shoot to win in the NBA now. Everybody on your team needs to be able to shoot. It's bad that I'm really uh, highly anticipating Dennis Schroeder's season debut. As if that would do anything. <laughs> ah, the, the Lakers are in some trouble. What um, about the all right, 76ers? What's, what's going on there? And B just hasn't been himself. I mean, you run into a wagon against the Celtics. Yeah. They looked really well. You know, the Celtics have averaged the least amount of points in the NBA this year. Their defense, defense is, is insane. Year and that's year. without Robert Williams. I know. Just wait till he gets back. Yeah, the C's are going to be a problem. Um, I didn't watch any other Sixers game, so I can't really speak on it. Um, I, I think James Harden's looked really well. I think Joel yeah. Embiid's just not reached his full potential yet. We'll see how they start clicking. Maxi hasn't played well either. And they they had that bad loss against the Bucks where – they kind of just wasted two game-winning possessions. Yeah, James Harden should have hit. Maxi was wide open for a three, didn't hit him, and you know, and Bead threw the ball away. Also, I want to do something that I don't typically do to the city of Philadelphia. But have you guys seen their Chick Fil A nugget promotion thing at the Sixers game? No. All right, if a st- opposing team's player misses two oh, yeah. free, two straight free throws. Everybody in the stadium gets five piece nuggets, and Giannis missed two of them in the Bucks game, and the stadium was going absolutely electric <laughs> behind them. They used to do Frosties. I didn't yeah, know they switched they it to They switched nuggets. nuggets. It's absolutely electric. Interesting. I love it. I think it gets the crowd hyped up, but I think the Sixers, we'll see how MB can do better, but as of right now, I'm not. It's three games, and we saw last <coughs> year how teams that started off really hot yeah. cooled off, and teams that didn't start great heated up. It's yeah. a long season. It is. Um, I want to get into. Our early season MVP picks. Who we got? I, I know it's been early, but there have been some guys that have looked really good so far. Rank? I'll, let's shoot start off. Okay. Um, well, I'm never going to say this again. <laughs> Jason Tatum. Wow. Wow. I, I, just, I don't even want to speak anymore about it. But that's just truly how I feel. Rank, not, you're not even cracking the biggest smile. I, I thought you were going to have some sort of reaction. It's wow. taking a lot for me to say that. Man. I know. <laughs> it's taking a lot for me to say that. 
That's amazing. I love that best, so much. Best player on arguably the best team. Yeah, makes sense. I'll do it sometimes. I, I, I think the Celtics-Mavs are going to be in this NBA Finals next this year. And I think MVP is going to come down to Luke or Tatum. I totally agree. I think those are the two guys are going to battle this year out for MVP. The, the, the one negative about Tatum, Truett, is the reason why I, I'm not fully confident in winning MVP these years is because you look at what Jokic and Luka can do is they have a hole-around game. Like, their, their assist numbers are up, their rebounds numbers are up. If you look at pure stats, like they, they average close to the same amount of points as Tatum, but they put up these other numbers. And voters, for some reason, don't just value the pure scores like they used to, like the fact when Steph won MVP or like those times where you just put up a ridiculous amount of points. They value more the overall game, and Tatum just doesn't have the assists or rebound numbers to compete against those guys. Well, I think Tatum should win MVP in most leagues. I just don't know if he will do it because of those reasons. I think it's going to be very interesting to see because Tatum, right now, arguably the best supporting cast in the entire NBA, which could... It, it could it could knock him or it could help him in MVP. Whereas I'm going to go with my guy. How could I not? I think Luke is going to win it this this week this year. Just watching him against the Grizzlies, they beat the Grizzlies by 40. He made Javale McGee look like Wilt Chamberlain out there. Complete floor raiser. He just makes everyone around him look better. Um, I think the Mavs are going to do very well this season. I was highly encouraged by their defense. Absolutely shut down Ja Morant and, and the um, the Grizzlies. And Those are two of the best defenses in the league, the, the Celtics and the Mavs, two of the best They defenses. just, and with the Mavs, they, they built it perfectly. Shooters and defense around Luka. Mm-hmm. It's it's perfect. Christian Wood has looked unstoppable. Yeah. Um, I know they blew that lead against the Suns, whatever. I'm not worried about the Suns because it's not the playoffs, and you know what happens when we play the Suns in the playoffs. But, um... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think it's going to be Luka or Tatum, mm-hmm. and I could see this matchup in the finals. I know the West is going to be it's going to be tough this year. Um, I think the Celtics have a much easier run right now looking at it. We'll see how the season goes on, but these are two of the uh two of the top teams in the NBA. I'm I'm excited for to watch to watch these games. Um we have some rookies showing out on the Pacers, Benedict Mathburn off the bench, three straight games of twenty plus points. First Pacer to ever do that since Reggie Miller. Wow. Very impressive. That's crazy. And then Paulo Benchero of the Magic. You guys saw that poster game one. He's gonna be on twenty five, five and five. First time a rookie's done since LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Magic were running out lineups where their shortest guy in the court was six foot nine. I, I love this experimental Toronto Raptors style of basketball. It's going to be a good season. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to hit on a couple more things. Some new faces and new places. Donovan Mitchell, takeover, statement win versus the Wizards yesterday without Darius Garland. He was just torching them. It he went was. into overtime, and... I do have to give a shout-out to Kristaps Porzingis. He looked really good yesterday. I watched the full-game highlights last night. The Wizards didn't look terrible, but Donovan Mitchell took over. Um, Jalen Brunson, Nova guy. Love that. Exceeding expectations in New York. I think they found themselves a point guard. They did. There's a lot of controversy over the decision to give him that much money, but I think it will turn out to be a decision because of 
how he just plays the game of basketball. Yeah, he like plays hard. Shell guy, glue guy, scoring ability. Mm-hmm. He's got 16, three, 16 points, four rebounds, seven half assists to start the season. Only only one and a half turnovers a game? Yeah. At 16, yeah. He, he's been balling. Um, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, are they the best backcourt in the NBA? No. Who who you got? Cavs. You think you think Garland and Mitchell? Mitchell? Yeah. Okay. I think that that's highly debatable. They have looked unbelievable this season. He's also got to be a better backcourt than that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're forgetting uh Russ and Austin Reeves. <laughs> oh yeah. Stephen Clay. Stephen Clay is a good one. I I, I don't know. Clay. Does Simon start? Damon Dame, Simon. I mean, that's, that's a pretty bad answer actually. I I'm not too high on Clay anymore. I I love the guy. CJ I just don't and think Brandon Ingram. Backcourt, Ingram, yeah. Backcourt. Ingram's like the place, the two most no. times. Herb Jones is playing the three. Yeah. Well, is they have actually? some weird. Yeah. They have some wacky rotations. The Pelicans are going to be a fun team to watch yeah. this year. Zion, praying for both of them because they they both went out with injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just got a quick shout out to Colin Sexton. I know Liam briefly touched on the Jazz, but Colin Sexton went at Nikola Jokic like a bull. It was crazy to watch. No fear in that guy. Felt slighted by the. Cavaliers and should be after having a great start to the season <coughs> last year and then going out with an injury. He's putting the Jazz on his back. Yep. Um, we have a couple birthdays today. Really? Shout out to Doug Flutie. Yeah. NFL legend. Boston um, College guy. Yeah. Happy Only birth- guy who did a uh, – I think he's done a drop kick twice in the NFL. Happy birthday, Doug Flutie, as well as Mr. England himself, Wayne Rooney. Wow. Happy birthday to him. So nice, we got a couple, couple birthdays today, and one also more. Ichiro Suzuki. Wow, true. You will love this guy. We'll, we'll, we'll show you some highlights of Ichiro. Okay, absolute good. I'm legend. I'm excited. Two weeks from today, Nova basketball first game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That'll be a good episode. Mm-hmm. You, you, excited. you definitely want to tune in for that. A hundred percent. All right, everybody. Uh, that concludes our. We're at, we're at an hour and seventeen minutes. We, I mean, we could go for another hour if we really wanted to, but unfortunately, we do go to college. We do have classes that we have to take. <laughs> um, as much as I would love for this to be my full time gig, and not have to take data science, here we are. <laughs> um, have a great spooky season. Happy Halloween um, for everybody <coughs> who observes that holiday. I know I'm going to be um, the. What do you, you guys have any costumes? Not currently. I'm I not ch- going to be here for Halloween. Oh, that's right. You got a quick giant play. Seahawks thing. The Seahawks have opened up as three and a half point favorites. Wow. wow. They just keep disrespecting I don't. Giants. I don't like yeah. that at all. That's just fuel. It's just fuel. Clearly. They, they know Danny Dimes checks the lines before. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, choose a good Halloween costume. I know I'm going to be the great late. No, not great late. The great Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> great. Maybe I'll be Gary Payton instead. I don't know. Or I'll be <laughs> Manny Machado. One of those. Um, as always, every Monday around 1130, um, check out the Twitter. Uh, I think we should start an Instagram or something. I don't know. I, I think I think that'll be a good idea. Um, YouTube will post this at some point. It'll get posted. I still got to post the last couple episodes, but... As always, Fun in the Locker Room, the greatest show on the East Coast. Is that 
I, you know what? That's not a bold statement at all. Greatest student-run show on the East Coast, sports-related. Three great guys up here just discussing sports. Don't know what more you guys could want. If you want to call in, call in for sure. We would love to take some calls at some point. 89.1 WXVU-FM, Villanova Student Radio, The Roar. Have a great week.